0: interview today and we're still giggling about this I mean we're laughing
1: hey yeah. hello we're the Screaming Divas if you're just now joining us finding us for the first time check us out everywhere but anyway Screaming Divas, Screaming Divas. and we just interviewed today the wonderful <laughs> amazing lovely real down to earth human being yes. soprano Latonya
0: Moore yep. who just had a huge success, huge, like, huge. wow, career-changing success at the Metropolitan Opera, season opener, historic opera, Fire Shut Up In My Bones. Amazing, she tore it <laughs> up. Boy. And
1: now, as we're, we were talking today, she's in the middle of the run of Porgy and Bess that she won
0: a Grammy for. Hello. Yep, yep. real talk, real chit-chat, another soprano. But her career has been really full of ups and downs or as you call it hills and valleys mm-hmm. but she has come out on the other side of it stronger better singer better person better mom and- she's a mama too better mom she talks about
1: that and uh, I love I love her journey I love her story and I just love
0: her she's just an awesome yeah. human being yep and she is now an honorary screaming diva so. Yep check this out people this is a great interview for all those younger singers out there but also just everybody, everybody. inspirational her journey she talks about so please watch this one watch this one yeah and uh oh canada here
1: we go new york city where she's at right now cheers everybody stay safe stay
0: well check out this clip bye,
2: bye. right i believe wholeheartedly in life no matter what you do and all these paths you choose and stuff there's got to be something that you want in life you know and once you make that decision that you want it want it for life why not because if you streamline all of your energy and your desire in it you know what I mean and have unwavering faith mm-hmm. that shit's gonna happen yeah yeah Hello? Hello. Hello. Oh Hello? my God! Hey, y'all.
1: Hello. Okay. Can you see me? You, I can uh, see your yes? gorgeousness. Yes, I
0: can. Oh my, my God! Hey.
2: Look at that know. hair! Hey, my Sandra. God, I got.
0: I got hair envy. Like seriously. Yeah. For real? I, yes. That's beautiful. beautiful. This is 20, $27.99 at a wig shop called
2: Manhattan Beauty. Okay. Seriously, I. We've had this conversation numerous times. I
1: love all your wigs.
0: No, so I, I have my Canuck. That means Canadian. Don't you know? Cause I'm in Canada land right now. Don't you know? Yes. No. <laughs> and so I'm coming. Yeah. Where she, are you in Canada land? Toronto, outside, outside of Toronto. There you go. How's that Canadian?
2: oh But I'm
0: coming to New York and that's why Carrie has her New York. Oh my like, yep. yes. Cause, Cause you're tearing it up lady in New York city. <laughs> hello, hello. Thank you. I've I'm, I've lit a candle.
2: Oh, it's an all day, so I'm just like you know. He's <laughs> <being sighs> such a nerd and cleansing my space. Okay, okay, okay. We, we need to her. talk about you. <laughs> you. How's it going oh, there in New York? I, 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 I hear so I can't even believe I'm chilling with y'all finally. You know what I mean? Finally, is
0: <laughs> like somebody's like killing it in New York and 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 it's not us that would be you yeah you know
2: I mean I'm gonna tell you this though and this is nothing against myself but no matter who was doing a role like this they would have been killing it because this was crazy I mean like what a part to saying uh the mother Billy I don't know about that I mean you have no idea like when I got that score when I started out like I was like Look, I don't know if I want to do it. Let me look look at the whole score. Let me look at the score. So initially I thought I was just going to go through it and like say, okay, is it too high? Are there a bunch of lismas? Let's see what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. But as soon as I opened the score and I saw the first line, which wasn't even my line, I was like, I'm hooked. Tears of a walled off face from another time of a boy who couldn't cry, you know? Like, oh my God, what is Mm -hmm. this about? And I didn't even know what it was about. And then I sat there in France. I remember I was doing Tosca, but I sat up in the middle of the night and stayed up and looked through the whole score, y'all. I'm nuts. But I tell you, I was hooked. You know, I looked at the part and I was like, this part is super low. Maybe we can make some concessions. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea, but like, well, you can know, you? I, I mean, I was like, it spoke to me as a mother. And I thought about how it was with my own children. I was like, Mm-hmm. I need to give my children affection every time I ask for it. Never tell them I'm too tired. You know what I mean? Because you're never too tired for affection. Not really, are you?
1: No, Th- never. Think, can
2: you? Think, think about it the, uh, on the other spectrum if you're being very selfish. When it comes to sexual affection, if mm-hmm. you want it, suddenly you're not too tired, even if you are, just because you want to mm-hmm. satisfy this urge. Mm-hmm. This is how a child is. They need that affection in their way from mama. Yeah. So tired or not, Bring it in, baby. You know what I mean? I, I love that. It. Anytime I felt too, like I told them I was too tired to leave me alone, and yeah. I saw Billy do that in the score, I was like, oh, it changed me. Before we even started rehearsal, I had changed as a mother, just working on it.
1: Wow. I, you know, um, I disagree with your statement because you are someone that massively inhibits a character and. Even if you don't think you are going to sound like that or look like the character in your own mind, you say, I'm going to put all of that away and I'm going to jump into this. I really think if anybody was going to take this role on and, and I also know that they expanded it, which I'd love to talk to you about. Right. Um, and if they expanded it to make it work better for your instrument. Ooh, I'll, um, tell you, I'll tell you.
0: yeah. So, and I, also, I mean, it's a modern opera. Can they do that? I mean, he's there, right? Terrence Blanchard was there.
2: Yes, he was there all the time. And Carrie, thank you. Because you know what? This is what I try to teach to people. It does not actually matter what you look like. If you've decided you're going to be an opera singer, you have jumped into a world of suspension and disbelief. So when you go out and you sing an audition, you go out and sing a role, who you are, you leave it at the door. You cannot bring it on stage with you because guess what? All they're going to see is you and they won't be convinced of you being something else. Mm -hmm. This is your sole goal. Every time is to portray, bring this character that's been written from on the page to life. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. If you go in thinking I'm a strong black woman, I'm a strong Korean man, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like. That doesn't matter anymore. You go in, you're Lucia, honey. It's over. You know what I mean? Now you're Scottish. The end. Do your thing. Okay. I mean, because it also, if you think like that, the wonderful thing is you stop thinking so technically when you go out to perform. Mm. Because oh. let, let's let's say it, it it doesn't even matter who you are. You go out, there's gonna be something technically in your performance that you personally did not like. Yeah. But Always. If you go out and you like immerse yourself in your character, people overlook the, they don't care about those things. They care about that through product. They care I, about you like giving them the whole night.
0: Giving. Being, being transported, right? Yes. They, they want to live the story. Yeah. So you got to do it too. That's so you've been living it and everybody, all the reviews have said you and Will Liverman stole the show.
2: No, they they are right. All the reviews are right when they say that everybody was amazing because, I mean, wow, we sure were. I mean, we really went in and we knew what this was going to be going in opening night. Mm -hmm. Maybe not a lot of people didn't know. And you can't be completely certain when you throw up something so brand new, something jazz infused. Right. Like, oh, we cross genres with some of the singing, you know, like, I don't know. But the story was so good and it was so well told that all of the things that you can nitpick at for the opera you can't Mm -hmm. because I mean it was just so incredible to get something like that on stage I mean everybody put their everything into it I mean Will just every night oh my god y'all you have no idea for those who've never seen Will Liverman just please go watch that movie just to watch him (sighs) oh my god and listen to that voice of just like I can't even describe it just absolutely wonderful to hear him sing every note that came out in rehearsals even I'm like
0: how was it how were were the rehearsals because you were the very first opera back at the Metropolitan Opera after being closed you know the best thing that could
2: have happened is that Camille Brown, and she did this during 4D2, but the very first day, she said now, uh, she said, well, what we're going to do at the very beginning, get to know each other, get that energy going, we're going to dance. Oh. So we all danced together. Yes. Okay. The random dancing with a drum set, because it was a drum set in the shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know what I mean? She was going along the lines of what the story was, but having us do this exercise where we just bonded and loosened up and exercised, got yeah. our bodies moving, used it. You know what I mean? Because Finally. We some, mm-hmm. the lobby slobs coming up in there after some pandemic. I mean, people Oof. was porky walking in. Yeah. Looking good though, I gotta say. But looking rested. When yeah, people yeah. are looking a little bit porkier, that's fine, y'all were in for the pandemic. But look, who got rest.
0: Mm-hmm. People are looking younger. Care. As Carrie always says a little chub gets rid of all the those wrinkles, right? You know. Indeed. Oh. <laughs> so but how was it? Blessed. How how was the whole rehearsing with a mask and were you tested because I just got some stuff I'm going I'm coming to the Met soon for the Tosca and um how was it?
2: Girl, brace yourself. Rehearsing in the mask such balls. period. I mean, yeah. it is not cool at all. We do not like it. It was absolutely awful. Like, I mean, we just rehearsing in the mask mm. just stifles you in a very big way because you. you can't see this part of your face. Yep. So all that bit of acting that you, you need your whole face to act. Exactly. And to communicate to someone. And so everything they had to do, we did with the rise as much as we could all the time.
0: You know, when, you did, it, it was when so did you get take them off? What, at what point in the rehearsal process did you take them off?
2: Only when we got to stage, which was, you know, about three weeks later. So, so for everything changes. We were in on sea level in our masks. We did music rehearsal with our masks on. The Zitch Probe up? Had... Zitz probe, no mask. Ooh. So on the stage oh oh you know so it was okay so that we had no mask and we sang full I was like
1: I can breathe oh my god (laughs) can we go back to the expansion of it so can you tell Uh, us how the expansion of that happened
2: you know what's so funny about it is when I watched the original video there's only two things that were expanded for my role specifically okay there was a part called fertile soil that where there was an extra page added Mm -hmm. and then he added an aria a piece for Billy okay. okay but other than that it's the, the same role was exactly the same that's why I was like where's all this added stuff they're talking about because I'm like there's a an aria in like one page somewhere else but other than that the role was the same
1: oh okay I mean it
2: was always a big role that's why I was like you know everybody's saying it's significantly expanded and I'm just like that thing was a booger already you know what I mean like for him to add that aria I was like woof. And it was low you know what i mean oh. so in the end i just started taking stuff up the octave for the end okay. of the aria because i was just like it's time to put some high notes in here it right. was all for it he said you know he wrote it with the intent of having a mezzo singing he wrote it for mezzo. oh yeah. oh wait a minute Okay,
1: so wasn't this originally written for Denise Graves, but then Karen Slack came in and then it was
2: written for her? I think that's what happened with Champion, maybe, but. I oh, think right, thing sorry. Okay. It did start it, but. Um, I think that Karen's like, I'm not really sure if she was always the original or what, but I mean, she's the one, the very first Billy, Yeah. you know? And so that was the video I have for reference. I mean, the fact that she was able to sing that score so well, I was shocked. I was just like, wow, (laughs) who knows you for even learning it? Because wow, is it a beast? Did it take you a a long time?
0: Was it a long time? I'm
2: I'm a musical nerd, so no, it didn't take me super long to learn it, but I mean, to, to really I had started looking at it though, like last year. Remember, I mean, I read through the score that first night, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And since then I'd always kind of looked at it a little bit. And so I took one of the arias, so the big aria, Leave it in the Road, and I performed it for the Fort Worth Online Black Excellence Gala. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, this is a nice opportunity to sing a little piece of fire since this is the one thing that I know for sure. Uh-huh. And so Verity. I recorded the aria for it. Cool. You know Good I mean? idea. And that was in February of uh, earlier this year, February or January. It was earlier this year. You know what I mean? So, like, I had been familiar with the score. But as far as hardcore working on it, I'd say, oof, to make sure I was so ready, six weeks. Wow. Now, if it was Verdi, six days.
0: Yeah. I mean, Verdi is Verdi, right?
2: <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's just easier to learn. You know what I mean? You're more familiar.
0: Mm-hmm. With, but Carrie and you know, I got this going. Carrie and I have the same problem. It, you know, with the music, with Verdi, it's all great. It's those freaking words. They just now can't. Look,
2: in some operas, they repeat and they're the same. And then some operas, you're like, I've never encountered this word before. <laughs> Ooh. How odd. Like in Falstaff. Or
0: they repeat the words, but in a different order Like Verdi was really good at that, you know, or changing one word and you're just like, oh, oh like a Macbeth, right? I'm
2: like you, you're Macbeth. pushing my buttons mm-hmm. and, and you, you have to decide, you're like, am I going to make it easy for myself? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to go ahead and sing a, sing a script though? <laughs> what am I going to do? Because you have an option. You can mm-hmm. do either. But no. it's like, what are you going to do? Especially <laughs> Verdi? when I'm I'm just like, okay, what are they going to do? they going to switch the words, you know? They'll be like, oh, oh patria mia, right? It.
0: Like, oh, patria mia, Verdi would change it, you know, and it's like, <laughs> oh, my God, honey,
2: the beast, the yep. beast of all beasts. Oh. And it never makes any sense because you're just like, why is it so easy to sing this ascension in Valo and not as easy in oh, patria mia? I don't know. I mean, it is one half note off as far as like the approach because you go A, B flat, oh, wait, uh, uh, G, A, B flat, C is how you do it in valo But in Aida, it's a little bit different because it's not
0: closed. So it's soft,
2: and, <laughs> and everybody waits solid. for that
0: moment. If you Good fuck it up. You're...
2: But in the store, it's not written soft, is it? The word is dulce. dolce.
0: That's what's there.
2: Yeah. And then you wonder how on earth does Leontine Price find this vibe? It's because it actually, I was told like by people who were in the house and would listen to her do it, it's not that it was so much so soft, that high C. It was just so sweet, and it had a floaty approach to it. So it was really right. like a mezzo forte, mezzo piano, a mezzo piano. Is what she does, she just fluttered. And then sometimes, especially in her young days, she would be oh, I know.
0: like, ah, I just wanna quit. I know, <laughs> you know what, you just, you, you listen to that and you go, I'm gonna retire that role, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right? But
2: then you know, you do it anyway, because you know, we're us and we're like, we're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> I love it. Um, That's the other thing for young singers that might be watching. You know, we say that, and we know that these our predecessors were so amazing, but we're still going to do it anyway. So <laughs> we're going to give you the goods. You know, you especially go. this crew. Come
1: on. Um, I want to say one more thing about fire Shop in my bones before we move on because I heard you say this in an interview and I found it quite fascinating. And I'm looking forward to you and I are going to be in Chicago at the same time when you reprise this role, Chicago Lyric. But I. Mm-hmm. I
2: yeah, yeah i know i can't wait to hug Party you we're like, yeah, we gonna go eat something yes Ooh, we are
1: exactly. i'm just wait a minute eat and slash a uh, hell cocktail i mean come on girl <laughs> Yeah.
2: You okay,
0: know
1: okay how much, co- I mean, yes how much so longer, longer are you in, in new york wait.
2: and then food to soak
1: it up right so um so i just want to ask you this because i when i listened to this i found this really fascinating because i have not seen the show yet but um you said that fire shut up at my bones is not a black story, really a story that could be played universally, um, what it is about our emotions and how they're affected by other people that raise yeah. us growing up and that. Yeah. Um, I just really loved that. And I would love for you to talk about that because of people that are gonna watch this and wanna go to Chicago to see the show. I think uh, really- because
0: I mean,
2: th- you know, in essence, yes, sure, it's a black story, yes. but it's a story that could have happened anywhere. To any family in this situation Mm -hmm. with, you know, this, the mother that's at home struggling to take care of the kids and the dad that just goes out and does whatever he wants. And, you know, um, of five children, five boys, one of them feeling a little bit neglected emotionally, you know what I mean? Because the mom's not getting what she needs. I mean, it's, this is a story that can happen anywhere. Mm -hmm. This is how it was in the household there were people that I knew when I was growing up who were not Black people who had exactly this story happen to them mm-hmm. in every way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I'm mm-hmm. just like, this is such a universal story that no one, when you watch it, there's, there's no way you can help but be touched by it right. in some way. Even if you haven't lived every part of the story, you can relate in some way. I need to change.
0: Need to change. Do you think it's quintessentially change. American or is it, is it universal? I mean,
2: it's very American in my eyes. This is a very mm-hmm. American story, but it's a story that could happen anywhere. Anywhere that there's a mom that's having taken care of children in a chicken factory. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just woof. You know, someone who gets molested. Mm-hmm. This is not only yeah. something that happens in America. Right. No, you know is it I going mean? over this, to this, Europe? This is, um, not that I know of, Okay, I'm not sure. You know, but I don't know why it wouldn't. I, I don't am. know why it wouldn't go to Broadway too. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and some condensed version. Because yeah. the only thing about it being expanded for The Met is that you lose the intimacy of the story a little bit. You know what I mean? Because it becomes so grand and it's such an intimate story that mm-hmm. it would have been better suited to do in BAM, maybe. You know what oh, I mean? Wow. In a very small space. Okay. However... Opening it up, I mean, after everything that had happened in the pandemic, y'all, and being able to open with a story like this, with this, with some gorgeous music, I mean, just mm-hmm. like the ballet was so beautiful, too. I mean, just there's so many moments, and Angel Blue singing her Peculiar Grace. <laughs> oh, my God, we were dead I every mean, night. I'm like, oh, my God, it's just, and and to work with Walter Russell, too, I mean, he that boy, when we started rehearsals, he was 12, you know, and, you know, we were doing all of rehearsals, and my kids were with me in the first week of rehearsal, but this little boy just was not a little boy. He was a mature artist. Mm, he really like it. knew what he was doing. Yeah, He learned his music so quickly, too. I mean, I think the week before he learned it and just was nails. He was so smart. Whoa. You know awesome. what I mean? He was really amazing. amazing. You know what I mean? And it was just amazing to work with such a young artist like this that I learned from. You know what I mean? That I was able to feed off of energy-wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, he's been one of my favorite stage partners. Wow. Cool. I mean, one of my very favorite of anyone wow. I've ever worked with in opera. He's been one of my very oh, favorite.
0: Wow. So would, yeah. you, would you call this a career 20. highlight? Would you say like this is...
2: Oh my God, this is absolutely one of the greatest things I have ever done, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, as an opera performer, Mm -hmm. you know, and and not just a singer, you know what I mean? And so like, for Mm -hmm. me, it just,
0: ooh, it was so emotional. So you said this was during a a tough time in your life?
2: It was, you know what I mean? Like, um, I'm divorced, you know, and so like, being divorced and then being in an opera like this, what's so emotional about a married couple, that, that was a lot. And then after a week, my children, they left for France. They're enrolled in French International School and having a blast. And oh, are they, they really? Yes. And when Porgy's done, I'm going to go visit. So okay. I can't wait. I'm just going to go hang out. But I mean, they're doing so well. <laughs> you know, so How good. old are they now?
1: 6 and 4
2: 6 oh. and 4 Yeah. I you know I they wanted to talk to, and <laughs>
1: I love that. I wanted to talk to you about that about being a single mom.
2: Yeah, I was divorced this year and let me tell you, we're a better couple as parents than we ever were in any other way. You right. know what I mean? I think I think that this is the right way, you know what I mean? We have respect for each other. We understand why everything went down like it did and okay. had to end up this way. Okay. But I mean, things are just so, so good. And when you have a good energy with your your partner, mm-hmm. you know, your co-parent, whoever it is, mm-hmm. then the kids get a good energy from us too, regardless okay. of distance for now and okay. you know, having, you know, living in separate places, it doesn't matter as much to them because they feel a good energy now. So That's I mean, bad. I just think as children, they're better like, oh, this is so good (laughs) i'm very happy Uh,
1: how did you come up with the international school for them yeah
2: um my ex-husband did nico did you know what i mean he's the one that knew of it they actually live with a um a llama Buddhist yes really? you know and because my mother-in-law is she's sort of like a missionary to him mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so they have this big house and that's where they stay and they take the children to school and stuff I mean it's just
0: it's a blessing on
2: top of blessings from God it. I'm telling you what this an experience day. for them
0: too they can learn another yes. language another culture amazing oh. Amazing. It,
2: it is amazing. I mean, to hear them speak French already, I'm like, <laughs> that makes me crazy. Oh, yeah. They so, are you going to spend more time, time over there? there? Are you going to be, be over in Europe more? When, when cool. Porgy is finished, I'm going to go over there. Um, <laughs> but I'm thinking about bringing them back here for school in the spring. I'm not sure. I haven't made a decision, but no matter what, you know. Things are just beautiful on the family front and getting to do something like fire shut up my bones and open up after the pandemic and everything mm-hmm. that had been going on is definitely a co- I mean, the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Love. Yeah. I mean, when I think about my career, I'm just like there have been great things to happen, but this was just this was absolutely wonderful. I mean, just wow.
0: What well, is, let's backtrack. Let's go back. Let's go back, go back. You won the National Councils in 2000 at the Met, right? I did, yeah. <laughs> and you and I met, we met Ernani. Remember that, Ernani? Uh-huh, Trieste. And I remember, remember the Chinese food restaurant that we went to? Oh, my God, yes. Because <laughs> we, we did an Ernani at Trieste, right? Uh-huh. That was, mm. So you win the National Council auditions, and then you don't sing anything at the Met until 2012? Okay, so what
2: happened was this. I mean, because that's what it looks like, but it wasn't exactly that. After that, Ernani that we did, yeah, they asked me if I wanted to cover Ernani at the Met and sing one performance. Okay, and I said no, and I had to because I knew my Ernani was not that good. Uh, Excuse me, your Ernani was amazing. Role,
0: you sang that so well in trieste i was like
2: thank you but hmm. you know what i mean like i knew that's not how i wanted to do it gotcha i knew that they would find all of these like and be like oh i don't know i'm not sure flaws 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 i'm like i need to go in there with something that i have like ironed out or some role that i can sink my two teeth into dramatically i didn't feel ready Mm -hmm. okay and then um i don't know like a couple of other things came in between and i just wasn't into it And so what happened and the reason why I made my debut the way I did is I had no work for the 11-12 season. I had two options, to do a Chinese opera in Amsterdam or to just cover Aida at the Met with no performances. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I'm I, as much as I love Amsterdam, I did not want to go do this other opera. So I said, okay, that's it. I'm just going to take this cover. And everybody was like, what are you doing? I mean, I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, man, I'm not, you know, I'm not getting any work. You know, everything's just weird. I don't have anywhere to live. So I was living with Michael Fabiano on his couch in his living room. That's what you said with 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 Fred fucking. I didn't know that. I sure was. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So that's all I was doing. I was covering at the mat, and I was just like, okay, hopefully next season something better will happen. I think I had one thing scheduled for next season, you know, but just a drought right there, you know, level yeah, 12. I- so what happens? The amount Romana, who I'm, I'm covering, she cancels the sixth of the seven performances. And I was oh. like- does that mean I'm gonna go on? No, nope. it doesn't mean you're gonna go on, Lesania. It means you're gonna call Sandra. Is Sandra's gonna come I'm... over here and make her her, her role debut, baby? <laughs> In um, I but said, oh,
0: you don't know God. the whole story, you don't know the, the whole story.
1: So, <laughs> I was learning. Wait, sorry. Can we just stop and say that, that that's what was going on at the Met at that time? And it still is. Yeah. If you're covering, you're, that does not guarantee that you're going to go on at this. That's right, because house.
2: I'm going to tell you how it happened to somebody else where I went on after what happened here. And I was just like, oh, man, like, why didn't I get to go on? Y'all don't think I'm good enough to put on? And in the end, they said, it doesn't matter. It's not that you're not good enough to put on. It's just at our house. If mm-hmm. a star has canceled, the lead of the opera, we're gonna try our best if we have time to put on another star. If we're at, if we're at the theater and that star cancels in the middle of a performance, the cover goes on.
0: And that's how ludicrous. the cover work. I Your job that. is to be the cover and to be the... Rep- uh, uh, listen, Latanya. I threw a conniption fit because I had just come back from vacation and I had it sung for two weeks and then there's like, oh, and you're going to come and sing Aida. I was like, oh, um, and
2: you sang Aida like that? You had a sung for two weeks? Oh, no. God, I want to throw everything.
0: Okay. And then, and then they're like, you're going to do the radio broadcast. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And Peter Gelb was calling me, like the Met was calling me. I was here at home because I was learning the three Queens then. And I had, you know how, when you have a schedule of like, I had set aside that time and I'm like, no. I said, you have LaTanya there. She is the best Aida singing right now and you need to put her on. And Peter's like, well, like, no, call her. I'm like, I'm I'm here, I'm home, Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. And that, I listened to it. That was a spectacular Aida. And you know what, rightfully, people re- i mean your reviews for that boom huge yep huge yep. well this is the thing that kills me is oh, that
2: you oh. killing me
0: girl well it's the truth you sang that and you look so beautiful and you sounded beautiful i mean we interviewed thomasini and he talked about it i mean it was it's it it was it's one of those role like debuts at the met that you don't you just don't hear about, you know, that you, no, but and, this is
1: what should be happening at the Met, and it happened
0: before. This started
1: careers. Hello, Sondra Robinovsky with Trobatory. I mean, this oh my true. god, totally. Yeah.
2: How, and how do you make stars if you don't put them in some kind of splash debut? Ding it's
0: ding. And ding you won the national You won the national council auditions. I mean, oh, you wow. were you were in the Met family so why but, but
2: in the in the mid family, but saying no to the roles and the opportunities that they were giving me, see mm-hmm. that's the thing that's why it was crucial that everybody knows, look, I was offered something in two thousand seven, yeah, and look, if I would have gone to the studio, of course, able to put me on in one performance of something right of Liu, I think is what it would have been and oh. It would have been great, but I chose to go to ABA instead of go to the studio because I was like, I'm just gonna sit there covering stuff all the time and I'm only 21. I need some experience. And if I don't get it, you know what I mean? Then I'm gonna have to go to a young artist studio when I leave the studio. So I was like, okay, forget that. I'm gonna go to ABA. They're gonna and I busted out like seven roles. I was just like fantastic with orchestra. So I was like, that experience is what it's all about. I mean, young singers out there, listen to
0: this, right? This is this is like follow your instincts, follow your gut, because you did that and look where it got you now. No joke. Yeah, I
2: I mean that's exactly what happens, and and also for people who cover, you know, when I think of (laughs) all the careers that were made from jumping in, like we were saying, and covers and doing stuff like that. You know what I mean, like. Oh my God, please be grateful for your covers and go in and show off when you have your cover rehearsals. Good Lord, don't hold back. And don't think I'm a cover. I'm never going to go on. <laughs> don't think of it like that. Oh, no. Also, you never know, do you? <laughs> you
1: never know. So you better be like more prepared than anybody else in that room. I mean, yeah, Lord, I mean, come on. I've be covered a hundred
2: prepared. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know in the end, sometimes, you know, within you feel blue balled. You're like, I didn't get to go on. But in the end, but guess what? You prepared like you were going to go on at a professional company. Mm-hmm. Yep. And boom. And you get you know to know watch. Well,
1: and can I say this, like you can take full advantage of the whole staff that's at that opera house when you're there covering, it's called ask whoever you can ask to get into in a coaching, not only to sing the role that you're singing there, but to get them to hear you sing other stuff, work on other things. You can also maybe get a house audition while you're at that opera house because mm-hmm. you're there. hello. I mean, you can yeah. have coffee with the conductor, with the director, with all the singers. And the th- I mean, there are so many networking opportunities while you're covering. I think you have to get out of the mindset that you're, you know, second class citizen and carry yourself like you're
0: singing it and make a difference while you're there. Use the opportunity. And can we talk now about the pandemic? How many times are we reading? I mean, every day, oh, cancellation, you know, because of you can't get into this country, you can't get into that country. You know, I'm sorry, covers have to be 1 million percent prepared now.
2: They sure do. I mean, there were so many situations right now, just being at the Met in these opening productions where yep. covers had to go on, yep. make their debuts, where covers had to go on from the very first day of rehearsal. Yep. Prepared for new operas. Woo! Or for Boris, the fact that um, Varlam, the original Varlam, and Boris um, couldn't come because of. Some issues. Mm-hmm. Right. So Ryan Speedo Green had to go on. They're so lucky that he even kind of knew Farlong.
0: Yeah. Right?
2: I, but he was prepared, he was ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he I earned, know. He earned that Beverly Hills Award. I tell you, I mean, he saved the day, Ryan Speedo Green. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's nothing more important than being more than a reliable base, baritone, but right. also the kind of person who can step in and is versatile and knows all the rep. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. That's the other thing. Don't limit yourself. You know what I mean? Like I've been so excited to see people, you know, with established careers go in and dip their toe in new rep. I'm like,
0: <laughs> so what, so what, what new things do you have coming up? I mean, what, what's, what's in the works? Any fun this new season, roles?
2: I'm singing, this season I'm singing butterfly. They're trying to get me to use my own son to play trouble. What do y'all think?
0: Yes. Uh, 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 uh. yes. yes, Yes, because you know what? You're gonna cry on stage. Uh huh. Why is that good for the vote? Because well, if, if, if I i crying on stage and I can't,
2: this is modified, but that's you know but that's is. what
0: rehearsals are for. So you get all the crying out in rehearsals, and then you're on stage, and that is going to be amazing. Yeah, I think what I
2: should do is start preparing a month before and just start doing it with Julian alone at home and get all the crying out at home. And then when I go out there and stuff, he'll be prepared. No. I know you think don't do it at all, huh? No, because... The only thing is Julian, to look at him, he absolutely looks like what me and the tenor would look like if we made a baby. For him to
0: experience what you do, I think is, for me, that... If I were a mother, I would want—if you know, my my son was like yours—I would want him to experience that at least once and see what Mama does on stage. This is the thing, you
2: know, and I I see it, Carrie. I know, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean. Like, and I totally get where you're coming from. But the real truth is, when he's on stage, if something goes wrong, he's probably just gonna cling to me, right? Like, Mm -hmm. let's say he gets scared, something goes wrong, or whatever he'll just cling to me and no matter what he does, he'll just come to me. And that's even better. I'm like, yes. fine. Once you come onto the stage, just stick with me the whole time. Do what you got to do, bro. We'll work around it, but I'm fixing that, the thing. But before. that means, but that, you know how,
1: like, and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm probably going to get raked over the coals over this in comments, but there's also a part of after being... the
2: things we've already said. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> I mean,
1: go ahead. Uh, go right. I think that there's part of me that when I'm on a job and in a rehearsal room, it's why my husband isn't with me in those rooms, is because I just need to focus on me and on my craft and on my job. And I feel like in a room with a child that's yours, or somebody else that you're working with that's yours, there's, there's the focus is muddied. Does that make sense? And so you're there's right part of that. me that's always like, where's the balance in that and will, and Cho, listen, Chocho San is not a walk in the park. And depending on who's conducting, it can be a disaster. So I just feel like there's part of me that wonders what's going to be the healthiest for you as far as performing and mental and um, and energy and emotions and all that. Does that make sense?
2: Um, You know, when I think about it, I mean, you're completely right, actually. But what I would be willing to do is have him do one of the performances.
0: Try it. You never know until you try. I mean...
2: Yeah. And and not do the whole run, have another child that I've worked with more, you know, run, you know, do the run. Right. But then have that one performance be with Julian. And let's I, try it. Cool. Because I mean, the worst that can happen is, look, I've already opened this, you know, I didn't exactly. you know what I this, You know what I mean? I'm going to do it. He's watched it. Right. He knows what he needs to do. He's seen the other boy. He's gotten jealous now, hopefully. <laughs> and that's lit a fire, lit a fire. And then yeah. he'll do his job. Okay. You know, and we'll see from there about him being on stage. Totally. I got a question for and you. So I, I agree with both because there's mm. a part of me that just, I I think I can absolutely handle it. And I think because he is the type of child he is, he can handle it too.
0: Gotcha. Now,
2: I wouldn't suggest it for my daughter. I think my daughter <laughs> would be really nervous. Ooh. And she's already so tall. I mean, oh. she's six, but I mean, I'm, okay. I'm so short. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it just wouldn't be believable this giant child right right. although this this is what we had to do for if i shut up in my bones because the character charles baby when he's a little boy he's seven years old and naomi's almost seven they'll be seven Mm. and five both in january lord have mercies okay
1: how does that
2: apart lord have mercies we've
1: we've had this conversation because i'm born in january too and it's like you're surrounded by capricorns that's a hot mess girl hot mess and when's
2: your birthday i'm just like uh, my birthday's oh I love to, to talk about my birthday because it's when you would watch the car commercials when we were little and stuff, uh, you know, uh, but get a dodge Wrangler for $13, $4.99, blah 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 expires June thirtieth. So my birthday's June 30th. <laughs> the expiration date for all the car sales.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> oh no, you're like, oh, peace out, thank you. <laughs> <The> middle <laughs> of the year, you know. Did they, your voice you know, change like, when you have over. Did your voice change when you
2: had kids? Yeah, it (laughs) certainly did. I mean, like, I just, and what was really hard is after both children, I tried to sing exactly the way I would sing before. And -hmm. that wasn't working out for me. Because I always sang in this very light way. And everything had to be deeper and in the body. I couldn't get away with this heady singing anymore. Mm. There had to be some more core to it, Mm -hmm. you know, because my body was going in that direction. That's where I felt comfortable.
0: Okay. you know Do you I think- still sing
2: in a very bright way I mean I still sound like me but at the same time you know I did have to kind of transition a little bit you mm-hmm. know especially in the lower part of my voice it took me a couple of years
0: okay that's interesting okay, okay. well you know what uh-huh. some people say yes some people say no but I think the more dramatic voices it, it definitely rich and makes it richer fuller because the middle of your voice, I always thought was like chocolate. I mean, it, it <laughs> n- just buttery chocolate, mm, that Ernani, you did think it's in that little voice that I could never do. Mm. And now it's what?
2: Now it's fudge.
0: <laughs> so many places I could go with that, but I'm just gonna leave that.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, sometimes yeah' has fudge.
0: Mm, all right, okay, well. <laughs>
2: Thing you. Mm-hmm. you know, molasses was what I was thinking before, and I was like, But you know, if you want to stick with that chocolate, you're feeling, you know
1: yeah no i i understand that it depends on the day doesn't it? it depends on the day what that middle voice decides to do and that in my opinion the middle voice decides everything it decides what the top's going to be and what the bottom's going to be yeah so if that middle voice isn't right or feeling wonky yeah you're in for an interesting ride
2: <laughs> yeah and i have figured that out the older i've gotten is that like once your middle voice is intact, the top and the bottom is a is a cinch. You know, yep. it's all about just stretching them both, you know, whichever direction.
0: So are you singing more in North America, in Europe? Do you have a balance between the two? Which do you prefer?
2: Well, you know, it's so funny. Let's see. Before the pandemic, I was mostly singing in America and I had a couple of things in Europe, like when uh, At the beginning of the pandemic, once everything shut down in the middle of March, I was just flying home from Rouen because mm-hmm. I was being Tosca. Mm-hmm. And I flew home and we didn't know what was going on. I'm just like, okay, the rest of my game's happening this season. Is this next season happening? I mean, that's yeah. all I was thinking about. I wasn't taking anything super seriously, but definitely I, I started masking up immediately.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Immediately. Yeah, you know and but then I got home with my family and I just kind of stayed away from them for for a couple of days didn't do the kisses and all that stuff (laughs) I was just like okay let me just keep my distance and see if I feel okay and I was fine so I was with my family none of us got sick nobody ever got COVID thank God Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like right it was it was insane but as far as work um I lost probably six months of work Okay. So from the middle of March to the middle of September, I was, I did nothing. Everything was canceled in between that point, but from September all the way to May, I was still working. I I mean, I never stopped performing. It was just always outside with Mm -hmm. microphones, but all in America. Okay. Everything, Mm
0: -hmm. you know?
2: And so once we were coming out of the pandemic, which I mean, the last thing I did was Slovatore in Glimmer Class. My mm-hmm. first Slovatore outside with microphone. Y'all, ooh, maybe on another call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and then right after that, I went into my first live performance there at the Met for okay. a Fire Shut Up My Bones. And now we're doing Corgi. Everything I have this season is in America. Okay. And then next season, I'll go to Europe. Cool. But you know how it is. You can't say. And- oh, you say I, know, anything, I know, I know, I know, but I, know but I know. I'll I know. be doing Butterfly and Aida in Europe. Okay. Um, like, I can't wait.
1: Uh, bigger house, like big houses that you haven't and seen yeah. Yeah, yet. Yeah, Carol. Okay. Okay. And- then let me ask you this, going to a bigger, fancy, like shishila poo agency, you know, hard, th- this is like, Somebody that everybody wants to be on the roster. How has mm-hmm. that changed your career and your future gigs? Yes. Well,
2: you know, it's funny because like when I think about, especially you know, stateside, America-based. I mean, I had a good agent for that. You know what I mean? Like everything in America, things were really going well. And mm-hmm. with John Luca, they just sort of stepped up mm-hmm. a notch. Yeah, you know, you're we with John now, Luca now. And now, sudden John Luca Marquita, yeah. And now Europe is opening up for me in a way that had been closed because once I, when I was pregnant with Julian, with my second child, um, me and my husband both decided that I should start basing my career more in America and not going Uh to Europe so much Okay. because it was a lot. And I was always in Europe because that's how it always was. Right. So from 2017 on, I started singing a lot less in other countries and just more in America. Okay. You know, so it was a conscious choice, but of course one that set me back career wise for sure. Okay. You know what I mean? Because Europe was just like, okay, she doesn't want to sing over here anymore next. Yeah. You know, so now with John Luca, I am a back in. He's very good at what he does. Thank yes. you. Lord. But you know, I'm also very good at what I do. So I'm glad that I've yes been able to cut the mustard for now and there have, you know go. that he's that he's, has something he can really sell.
0: <laughs> I know? love that. Yeah, that's amazing. You you got two little two little cuties out of it yeah. So okay yeah you had to spend some time in america and not go over to europe but look it was all happened.
2: worth it sandra i mean i'm telling you it was it was totally worth it when i think about my path you know that was the other thing i remember one thing i was thinking about that opening night in fire shut up my bones i was so emotional i was crying so bad and i just hate crying at curtain call it's the worst for me but i was a bucket i mean just pouring tears I really had this feeling that, like, life's amazing, you know what I mean, like, I can't believe I'm here Mm -hmm. at this point, I can't believe any of us really are, Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what I mean, that, that after everything, and all of these things that people thought in my life were setbacks, they Mm -hmm. ended up being amazing blessings, because if, if I wasn't a mother, then I wouldn't have performed Billy Blow the same way that I did. If I didn't understand, you know, what it was like to have that sort of marriage, then I wouldn't have been as good a Billy Blow. Right. I mean, I just feel like things happen for a reason, you know? And uh, like, I mean, another thing is I finally have a Grammy. I couldn't believe I won a Grammy this year. And y'all, let me tell you just really funny. I was at the Grammys when I was 17 in 1996, 25 years ago. And I stood on the stage there, the Grammys, and I said, I'm gonna win one one day. Okay, he took the guy next to me. I was like, I'm gonna win one one day. Now, I didn't know how, you know, I didn't know when it was gonna come. Yeah. But every time I was on any recording, I just believed. I'm like, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the one that's gonna get nominated. Because I'm like, oh. Okay, maybe this is the one, maybe the oh, Okay, so, so it kept striking out. So, Corgi got nominated for a Grammy. And I was like, I'm That's- gonna win. I was like, we're gonna. I, no, I didn't even say we're gonna win. I was like, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win a Grammy. I said I was gonna do it. Mm-hmm. It's been 25 years. I was freaking out. And when they announced Corgi and Bess as the winner, and we got that Grammy. I, again, those was buckets, buckets of tears pouring, pouring tears, tears falling out of tears everywhere, tears. But you, I I was just like, if that is not, you know, perseverance, I don't know what is, you know what I mean? Like, I believe wholeheartedly in life, no matter what you do and all these paths you choose and stuff, there's got to be something that you want in life, you know, and once you make that decision that you want it, want it for life why not because if you streamline all of your energy and your desire in it you know what i mean and have unwavering faith mm-hmm. that shit's gonna happen yeah you know what i mean like may- maybe it'll happen 25 years later <laughs> and it will happen
1: it will happen okay a the grammy where is it exactly oh my
2: oh my grammy is at AVA with christopher macasaurus with my maestro
0: it's with Maestro,
2: because I was there this summer with my children, and I was just like, what better place to keep it than with Maestro? I just don't even know, because, you know, of, of all the people I've worked with in my life, you know, as far as any kind of coaching and stuff like that, he's been the most significant. Okay. You know, he taught me syntax and how to truly sh- shape a phrase and, mm-hmm. you know, live in a character and just, I don't know, he's just incredible. So, I
0: was happy to leave yeah. it there for now. Let's
2: cool.
0: I'm going to Okay. And then okay, you won the Grammy. So, what are you going to do now? What's your new dream? What's your new goal?
2: Uh, to get another one. Oh,
0: oh. <laughs> yeah. okay. We're not, <laughs> not being greedy now, are we?
2: No. I mean, yeah. I would just like to have another one.
0: Yeah. A pair, because you can make bookends, you know? Like, oh, my
2: God. Not even for bookends, but like, I'm hoping to get a Grammy where it's for, not an ensemble piece something where I'm either the soloist okay or you know maybe a different I don't know something else you know what I mean like I just maybe with a concert piece or something cool like that so I would like it
0: we should go and 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 let you go and have your day because we know that you still have more performances but yes we do have rapid fire you up for it
2: oh yeah I'm up for it whatever that is go ahead and bring it
0: uh, yeah, bring cheese. I bring it. Um, okay, okay, okay. And K- Carrie, do you need your glasses? Do, am I squinting? I'm like, this is Carrie.
2: I can't see.
1: I can't see. Uh, okay. Uh, okay,
0: okay, okay. Uh, right. okay.
1: Uh, what is something you do that embarrasses your kids?
2: Pop pimples. <laughs> you're honest about that I love You that. Go, girl because you know rapid fire that's what's so terrible it's like what is the first thing so you don't have time to filter right
0: yep pop your pimple what, what part of your body are you most proud of my face oh, okay
1: um okay what is the most embarrassing costume wardrobe malfunction you've ever had
2: oh no Oh, uh, my very first dieta, um, I was in an all white gown and I had diarrhea.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to move on to the next question.
2: <laughs> no, we're not.
1: No, we're not. No, we're not. I got to know. I'm sorry. I, ha- I got to know the poop story. Like, what happened?
2: Oh, oh, my God. I tell you what, whenever I feel like I'm compromising that way, um, I always go prepared now. <laughs> but i i don't know i didn't feel good i ate some crazy seafood that day for lunch and Mm -hmm. i ate i I don't remember something super healthy okay maybe a little too healthy with not enough carbs to soak it up
1: okay but
2: i got out there and we were in the triumphal scene oh no it wasn't even then it was at the beginning in the trio (gasps) it was in act one before my aria even happened and i knew it had happened and i was like Oh my God, what am I gonna do? Right? And Were I you just kind of like going around? And I kept the dress was kind of flowy. So I, you know, like put some of the dress behind me, whatever. And I very quickly went back to the dressing room and got my dress in. I was like, shit's now. No. And we start wiping it out. <laughs> and I'm then dying. So it was a little bit wet back there by the time I went out for my <laughs> act two uh, oh. intro for the duet, but it wasn't brown anymore. <laughs> From then on, if I've ever had a diarrhea situation, you better believe I'm going to slap on some Depends or do something, you know, make sure it's all, or I eat something to soak it up. There you You go. I mean, do an enema like they used to do the horses and uh, that's what they do to a lot of the horses that do I I eat them. They give them enema so that they don't poo on stage. I know. They get rowdy. I know. Now, let me tell you a funny poo story i know like i'm supposed to go but y'all this is so funny it's just stringing all these memories i was doing aida in tokyo and the oh, horses no. were very like i don't know they smell kind of funny right and i was just like well, i don't know about these horses you know but they seem really docile so we get ready to walk on stage every horse takes a massive poo at the same time all of them don't it was like splat 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 i was like and the smell was like, you know, when you've been drinking a whole lot, you decided, ooh, I'm drinking like a, you know, three-quarter of vodka. I'm fixing a rock tonight, right? And the next day you take that poo in the morning and you can smell what you put in your body. It smelled like they had been hitting the hooch all night. It smelled like alcohol doo-doo. Alcohol doo no. <laughs> I'm telling what you, I was, I was flabbergasted at that smell because I was like, that smell is all too familiar. Was it <laughs> like sake poo? It was like, Ooh. I mean, maybe sake poo, but it smelled like vodka. And okay. Was just like, oh, that's my insane. Lord. And as we walked onto the stage for the triumphal scene, oh, of course, no. the smell wafted onto the stage. Oh, no. Oh, no.
0: Y'all, I if I there can't. was
2: a time I needed a mask, <laughs> it was there. Oh, no. no. Y'all was pretty bad. Now that is horrendous. interrupted the rapid fire. No, so, See, so if it's- there was
0: a if there was a fragrance named after you, <laughs>
2: <laughs> what would you call it? Mm-hmm. If there's a fragrance named after me?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. I'm lame,
2: I'd call it like my, my handle,
0: lamour. Ooh, I love L'amore. it. Not like Saki poo or <laughs> no,
2: I mean, I would call it something classy and maybe just make it have a, oh, like a hint of sake food smell. Okay. But it would still be l'amour. Just a okay, hint of the sake
1: food smell. Okay, l'amour. Okay, question. What, other, what profession other than your own would you
2: like to attempt? Oh my, you stumped me. Mm. Okay. Flying? Flying. Being a pot. Oh. <laughs> sure, I give it a try. Okay. I would like to take some lessons.
1: Okay. There you go. Um, uh, Michael Fabiano needs to hook you up with that. Exactly. Huh? <laughs> Best
0: beauty tip. Um, put um <laughs> put your
2: bronzers or any highlights underneath your base.
1: That's brilliant.
2: Please. I mean, that's that's how you get this youthful glow. Oh.
0: Underneath, underneath your base.
2: Yeah, not on top because that way, you know, your base lays on like, oh my God, this looks so natural. Why is this? It's so bizarre. That's
1: awesome. Okay, I I ask everybody this question. We ask everybody this question. What is your favorite curse word in any language? Fuck.
2: In English, fuck.
1: (laughs) There it is.
2: Okay.
0: Fuckery, fuck. Love you. (laughs) Love
1: you, love you. Okay.
0: Can I get... do you have any pet names?
2: You mean that people call me? Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh my. Okay, you already said bad words and stuff and Oh um, yeah. Yeah, I have a name. Juicy Pussy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And scene. I can't. And you're single now, right? <laughs> And you're a single girl. Single-ish, yeah.
2: Okay, I don't.
1: I don't normally get embarrassed, but that like made me turn like five
0: shades of purple for some reason. Like juicy juicy pussy.
1: Like that's.
2: We're gonna
0: hashtag that one, right? I do. I
2: I mean, I have a nickname, but y'all said pet names, so that maybe yeah. There you go. Calling me that in some way. You know, because my nickname is Elmo because of L-M-O. And everybody oh! It's
0: a me, Elmo, but yes. that's my name. Okay.
2: But the other I'm one's
0: good. better. Shall we ask the last one, Carrie, and let her go?
1: Well, I, I mean, we're going to go from <laughs> DC pussy to God. So, okay, sure, why not? I mean, yeah. like, okay, so if heaven exists... <laughs> oh, my God, sorry. <laughs> 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 okay, if heaven... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to sing it. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, girl. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. If, if heaven exists, what do you want to hear God say as you walk through the pearly gates?
2: (laughs) I can't believe you lasted so long. What? (laughs) What? I want him to be so proud that I lived as long as I did. And I want him to be like, I want him to acknowledge that first. Like, I can't believe you lasted so long. Wow, you made it way longer than anybody thought. Let's go. Come on, Juicy. I want want it to be like, I want to be a job well done.
1: Right, job well done. (laughs) I
2: have been through, no, no, honestly, I've been through the ringer in life, but I wholeheartedly believe that I'm probably gonna outlive so many. And not that it's a race, you right. know, but I I live in a certain way, Okay. you know what I mean? With a certain <laughs> level of animal instinct and I, I live like an animal in a way, Okay. you know what I mean? where I say what I mean, I mean what I say and I don't yes. hold any of it again.
0: Yeah, but you have no regrets life. No regrets, you live no. life.
2: Oh my gosh, I actually don't have any regrets
0: you go girl i
2: mean i think of some things it's like oh this could have been that way but no i mean i don't want to wish anything different i don't want to alter the timeline because look at the beautiful results
0: i love that i love that there you go we're gonna let you go and hopefully i could do this all day i know
2: know, it's (laughs) so fun Okay, well, I just love this and I love y'all. You're amazing screaming Thanks. divas be singing y'all tails off amazing voices, Yay. I tell you. So thank you. And y'all look so
0: pretty. So and thank you. I can't thank you. wait to come back on. <laughs> I know. And I can't
2: wait to hug, hug your you neck. Though. I can't
0: wait to hug you. Yeah.
1: Hug, hug, hug,
0: mm-hmm. hug, hug, hug. Okay, girl. Be safe and <laughs> be well. Go sing your face off and I will see you and then Gary's going to see you. So,
2: yeah. All right.
0: Love you, girl. Love you.
2: Bye. Bye.